Hi, I'm Jen and we are here at Mahamudra Centre, which is a retreat centre affiliated with the FPMT. And we're a residential retreat centre that runs weekend and week-long retreats. And I'm here with Venable Kadra, who is our teacher in resident, residence, and she's a nun in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. And she's from Venezuela originally, but she's been teaching throughout New Zealand and internationally for many years. And so we're very lucky to have her here as our teacher in residence. <laughs> and I'm delighted to be talking to her today about the subject of anxiety. So uh, welcome, Venable Kadra. Thank you. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so the first question is, what is anxiety? Yeah, that's a really good question to start with. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about that. Let's try to have that clarity, right? Um, so... It's an uh, it's I could say that is an unintensified nervousness, yeah. So it's not it's not just that you are nervous about something, but you're extremely worried and nervous regarding an uncertain situation or outcome mm. or experience. Okay. So is yeah is is a combination of a few things. Um, so is, is having fear or apprehension about doing something or about something that is about to happen? Okay, so, so anxiety is related particularly with the future, is a projection towards the future. I've been preparing a little bit for, for this dialogue and I looked at the different definitions that you know, normally um, psychotherapists use and they actually say that anxiety is um, your body's natural response to stress okay um, but I would say probably based on Tibetan Buddhism I would say that anxiety is an emotion it's not just a body's response it's an emotion so emotions have to to do with with mind so if I would define anxiety <laughs> um, I would say that is an, an emotion that is an in an intensified nervous nervousness regarding regarding an uncertain outcome uncertain outcome that is it's about being um, overwhelmed and to be overly worried so it has to do with overthinking and that's why I'm linking it with being an experience of the mind okay of course the body will have a response to that but is a mental process and is a an, a mental experience anxiety mm. okay so so to give you an analogy um let's just say that you know you you have something coming up about do yourself doing something or about something to happen yeah and you start being worried about it and then you overthink and you overthink and you're not worried anymore you're like extra worried and then you start kind of um, being very fearful about it and then you start playing in your mind different scenarios of all the possible things that could go wrong and so you are intensifying and intensifying the worry the fear and that's probably when anxiety kicks in so to give you an to give you an analogy it could be like as if you will be boiling water so first the water is there the situation is is there right like a possible experience is there but then all these extra layers you start adding in your mind so the heat of 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 the water is being increased to the point that it's boiling and that's where anxiety um, probably kicks in 
your experience. It's something that you don't have control anymore. While the water was boiling, you still have control to turn it down. But if you don't have any control and you keep on enhancing and and feeding into the fear and the stress and that anxiety will kick in and then the, the boiling water mm. it's just you know spinning mm. up the pot right so so um so once when uh, once that happens yeah the the normal uh, responses of body and mind it's you know it's you know, you, you will get fatigue, you, you, it's, is um, um, it's really, um, debilitating, um, it affects everyone around you, um, you know, you will be excessively worried, so all these are just symptoms of what anxiety could, could do to you, right? Mm. So, now, I could, I think I could say that there's two types of anxieties, right? One is um, the one that we could probably label it as being normal or even like pleasurable. So, you know, if you're about to start a new job or if you have some tests coming up or some you know important meetings or whatever it is in your life yeah it's normal that you would get just a little bit anxious this that's it's a, a normal experience right that makes us human okay and that's okay that's fine because with that sort of experience it can give you the motivation to prepare yourself for that meeting for that test or for whatever it is that is coming up. So, so with that preparation means that probably you will feel you will you will feel safe enough to handle the situation, right? So that's that's a wholesome kind of pleasurable kind of anxiety, right? But when this anxiety becomes overwhelmed with fear, that is the one that it becomes un, un, like unpleasurable. That is the one that it becomes more like an anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. right? That is the one that consumes us. And it, instead of empowering us to make um, better um, decisions and feel more safe, it, give us, it, it, it gives us the um, opposite outcome, right? And that's mm-hmm. the one that we, you know, we, we, we should try to have the emotional intelligence to to work with and that's probably mm-hmm. why we're having this conversation mm-hmm. right so um so there are so there are different types of anxieties so we have things like panic disorders or phobias or or social anxiety disorder disorders or um separation disorders or um, obsessive um, compulsive disorders or PTSD okay mm-hmm. so these are different types of anxieties so now it's important that we remember as as a community okay that whatever anxiety people could have or even if it's just like you know um, Maybe it's not like like a, a panic disorder or or or, or anxiety disorder, um, whatever it is that we might have, even if it's to the the kind of like normal level or the very um, intensified level, these are things that as a community we should be able to accept them, and and just um, support each other with the process. And not um, stigmatize them, mm. not patronize them. They're just another human experience. There is nothing like inherently wrong with them. Mm. It doesn't make us weird or crazy or different. Mm. They're just another experience within this spectrum of human emotions. Mm. So I think as a community, it's important to have that common understanding. 
Yeah. Okay, that's great. So from what I understand that you said, there is a difference between a just anxiety being a response, a physical response that maybe it's just natural we have no control over, as to anxiety being a mental process, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if it's a mental process that is actually quite empowering because it means that there might be things that we can do with our mind. Yeah. So course. what kind of practical things could we do with, with the mind? Yeah. As brilliant. that process is unfolding. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm going to try to be really practical. Great. Okay. Um so if any of you guys out there, you know, have problems with anxiety, you might want to um make mental notes of these things. So um so now that we are clear what anxiety is and um, kind of learning its boundaries, yeah. So we we talked that we talked about that it could start with a mild worry all the mm-hmm. way to a panic or an anxiety attack when the when the water is boiling, right? Now what that we know its boundaries. Let's just talk about what to do with them. So mm-hmm. I think that the first 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 thing is to actually prevent the boiling. Mm. Okay, because then when it's boiling, when you are having a, an anxiety or panic attack, it's too, it's too late. Mm-hmm. We, you still can do things about it. We can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But what can we do so we don't get to that grade of um, um, explosion, right? Mm-hmm. So prevent. So one of the most simple, basic <laughs> things that we can do is deep breathing deep breathing so so let's just do that let's let's just do that together right now so you can have a direct experience of that so whatever you are whatever you might be you know even if you're driving you know just keep your eyes open (laughs) of course (laughs) if you if you're at home and you can close your eyes you close them whatever is your situation right now just keep yourself safe and basically just Breathe in deeply. So inhale fully. Try to retain the breath just for a few seconds. And then when you exhale, you exhale slowly. Inhale fully. Try to inhale from the bottom of your lungs, not from the top, not shallow breathing. Try to push the air down when you inhale. Retain and then breathe out slowly, as slow as you can. Breathing deeply. Breathe out slowly. few more times at your own pace, breathing fully, breathe out slowly and relax with the exhalations, relax the muscles in your body, in your face, breathe in fully, Breathe out slowly and relax your body. Breathe in fully. And then try to relax your mind. So exhale any worries that you might be holding. Inhale. And mindfully and consciously, yeah, exhale any mental anxiety and worry. And then just allow your body to breathe naturally a few more seconds. So let's come back. So see, 
I know we, you know, we talk about the breath a lot, you know, breathe and breathe. But what I would suggest to prevent anxiety to become overwhelming, just do some self-regulations with deep breathing, you know, every now and day in your daily life, right? So maybe you want to even, you know, sitting before breakfast, yeah, you can just do it just like, like we did, just maybe two minutes, you do deep breathing, remember to relax your body and then you relax your mind with exhalation, you know, you can do it in the car when you're driving, if you have something important coming up, do it before that event, so deep breathing is magical, it's like one of the best medicines for body and mind actually, so so try to exercise what we call self-regulation. Learn to regulate yourself and use the breath. That would be number one. Number two, I would say, during, during your day, try to spend some time on your own. Even also if it's like five minutes, you know, whatever you, whatever you can, you know, even if you have like a veranda outside your you know, your house or like a balcony, whatever it is, try to be just a little bit on your own in a, in a quiet environment. If that's not possible, try to be in your own and maybe just put a little bit of like soft or relaxing music, just a little bit, just to come down, yeah? So these are ways to help you create mental space, yeah? So if you're an overthinker, it's good that you're aware of it, but try to slowly, slowly, with practice, with the deep breathing and with spending some time on your own, just breathing or just listening a little bit of music, try to create some inner mental space, okay? Now, you might choose to, you know, if you have time, I don't know, you know, people's circumstances but you might choose to do a little bit of you know walking just bushwalk or even if um during the pandemic you can just walk around the block you know just to be on your own and breathe some fresh air and if you're gonna listen to music maybe just listen very relaxing music yeah very soothing com like comforting music soothing and comforting music okay now, another really good technique um, to try to prevent those intensified experiences of anxiety, number three would be try to visualize um, something very peaceful, right? So this is something that you might want to incorporate in your daily life, yeah? You can do it after your deep, your deep breathing or you can do it once or when you are in your, like, you know, uh, in your sweet, safe, quiet spot, right? So when you find yourself in those places, again, instead of overthinking or looking into your phone, just try to visualize something very peaceful, yeah? So try it now, you know, try it now. Try to think, okay, what, what is something peaceful for me? It could be an environment, yeah, it could be just, you know, in the bush or sitting by the ocean or by a river under a tree. Just try to choose your safe spot. And then not only you can visualize the external environment, but you may want to visualize like a very soft, smooth, comforting light at your heart. Peaceful, calm, safe light that protects you, that illuminates you, So your external environment is safe and inside your internal environment is safe. 
and try to stay there for a little bit. And if you want to combine doing the deep breathing here, you can do that too. Okay. Okay, so now we come back. These are all, I think, practical steps to help us to prevent those experiences of feeling overwhelmed. Now, if you can if you can catch them before yeah they explode that's that would be op- an, an optimum um outcome if you can um you know apply these techniques in your daily life will be great now if you can't what what do we do then what what happens if you try but you still get anxious remember that these things will take time to kick in um, these are not quick fix techniques they take time so practice is very important and just keep on doing them and keep on doing them right but what if what if you just sometimes you just can't do it right because we're humans and that happens right well if you are not not ex- exploding right you know like not like when the water is boiling but you are feeling that you just you're feeling more and more and more intrigued um try to remember the breath again try to remember the breath and try to remember that um that whatever it is that is happening it's impermanent and it will pass you know you can do that mantra you know mantra is like like a mental repetition right so you can tell yourself this is impermanent and it will pass so you try to soothe yourself yeah Mm -hmm. you may want to actually touch your heart with one of your hands at your chest your 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 heart chakra not Mm -hmm. not the physical heart and you might want to you know strike it and go okay it Mm -hmm. will pass it will pass and is impermanent and try to yeah try to soften your experience try to calm down right then if if even that it's challenging to do because it's too much right i mean we're trying to prevent this as much as possible so try these things first if they don't work and you came to the extent of being totally overwhelmed okay i mean these are the most challenging you know um it's probably one of the most challenging experience that we can have again remember the breath will be one of the it's like you will be in ed <laughs> yeah now you're you're in ed before we were kind of like just entering the ward <laughs> yeah. um, but now you're in ed try to remember the breath the deep breathing try to again breathing deeply breathe out deeply breathe maybe you will need to do that more intensify and again i would remind you remember that it will pass and it's impermanent it will pass and it's impermanent okay so of course all this sounds um ideal right um uh, the the mind has an amazing capacity to train itself um to transform itself but also there's other aspects like that you might want to consider like maybe just you might need to change a little bit your habits yeah so of course we're talking about how to um deal with it in you know in with the mental um aspect but also you might want to think that there's other aspects of the of your life that they might need um uh tweaking yeah mm-hmm. you might you might want to maybe do a little bit more of exercise maybe you know like or you might want to um instead of overthinking about things you might want to <clears throat> inspire yourself and read yeah books mm-hmm. still exist <laughs> <laughs> and then they're very relaxing to read yeah there's so mm-hmm. you might want to read something that inspires you um you might want to take a new challenge and i don't know um learn a new language or just do things that it will they they will keep you healthy physically mm. emotionally and spiritually mm. yeah i think that's what i would um what i would say now 
Would you like me to would you like me to talk about how we could support others? Yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah. If they are having a um a panic attack or or an anxiety attack or if they have anxiety problems. So so first we talked about what is anxiety, then we talked about um how to try to deal with anxiety within ourselves. ourselves. Right. And then if we have someone we love that it's having anxiety issues, how to support them. So Again, so one of the most important things is to remember that is a uh, human emotion. It's an emotion. It's not a flaw. It's not a fault. Yeah, it's it's just another experience. Okay, so so why I'm saying this is because if we understand that and if we normalize it, then we might we might be able to just accept it. Okay, to just accept that this is an experience that some people have. Okay. They, it doesn't make them lower or, or, or high or whatever it is. They're just like us, but they just have this thing. We all have our thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for some people, it's anxiety. So just to accept that and normalize that. Then it will be really good. So it will be, so number two, it will be really good to learn, learn how actually anxiety manifests. And normally it manifests in, normally, normally, it manifests in three ways. We have the, the fighting, we have the, the fleeting, or, yeah, or we have the freezing. Yeah? So your loved one might have any of these three uh, responses to anxiety. Right? So why, why is it good to kind of know how it manifests is because then you will be able to match your support independence out independence on how anxiety manifests for them you see instead of like thinking what you think in my work just observe them observe them try to you know this is this is like not judgmental you know just just kind of like objective empathetic observation try to identify how anxiety manifests for them once you have that clarity it's like any it's like any it's like any disease first we need to identify them to try to treat them and in the future to prevent them so try to identify how identify how does anxiety manifest for them okay and try to have any insights okay of of what could trigger that anxiety yeah okay so try to try to have some sort of if you can try to have some sort of um yeah um very loving and honest conversations with them based on your observations because some people have really good insights about them some some people don't okay but if you want to support this person maybe you just can have this very honest and loving conversation saying you know uh, you know it, it appears to me or i have observed that anxiety manifest anxiety manifest for you in, in this and this way these are the insights that i have what about your insights what insights do you have about your own anxiety and you can start a very open dialogue and like that, it's interesting because when we talk, when there's actual communication, when there's actual listening, and when there's actual sharing, so the listening has to be, you know, not non-judgmental, and and the sharing has to be um, free of any criticism. Okay, so. There's a lot of things, a lot of dynamics that happen. And one of the most amazing dynamics that can happen through a conversation is clarity. So, so if you can, try to have these kind of conversations with them. Okay. Within that conversation, you might want to ask questions to help them to have that insight into their anxiety. You might want to ask questions like, well, what is the worst thing that could happen right because they're projecting remember that we talked about what anxiety was and is a projection into the future so you may want to ask them okay is that the case what is the worst thing that could happen 
and allow them to expand on that. What is the best thing that could happen? And allow them to expand on that. And then you can talk about, well, what is the most realistic or likely thing to happen? And that's a really important question. Because when you do that question, and these things, of course, we're talking about supporting others, but you can use it for yourself as well, right? Um, that is a really important question because that brings the person back to a more logical perspective, right? Because what anxiety does is that projects you into the future, but it, it projects you, if it's implicit kind of anxiety, it projects you into the future with fear and worry. So it's projecting negative outcomes. Mm. So ask them, okay, talk about the negative, talk about the positive, and talk about what realistically, what do you think it could happen? Okay. So try to support them, but without taking over. So we're not trying to fix our loved ones. We're just trying to create a safe environment for them to, to look in within safely. Mm with support and do the work that they need to do yeah yeah okay great so that's a really thorough answer so you gave some really practical tips of how to incorporate practices in our life that mm. we can do on a regular basis mm -hmm. and i imagine that the more that we do those the more naturally that they would come right? yeah Is yeah right yeah okay great they become a habit right, right. okay yeah. they almost mm -hmm. become part of our new framework or our new habits our new patterns. A new way of being great okay yeah. perfect mm -hmm. cool. and then you went on to say that in the moment because of course it takes time for these to really change our minds so in the moment there's other things that we could do you explained that mm. very well and then mm. you also went on to give some really practical tools of how to help others in, mm. in those positions and I found it very interesting when you said that we should actually ask people more questions mm. like what exactly they're anxious yeah, about yeah. and ask them uh, to elaborate on that. And that was interesting for me because I guess I felt that if our, if one of the contributing factors is overthinking mm. and then we ask them actually to elaborate and to think more, you know, so could you maybe explain a little bit more how that works, you know, mm. how that... Yeah. Normally with anxiety, the 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 overthinking that triggers anxiety is mm -hmm. the fearful uh, overthinking right mm -hmm. is is it's a little bit not not is is more like micromanaging mm. <laughs> no it's like micromanaging you know every single aspect of that future event mm. it's a bit even like I don't know if that's the case with people, but yeah, being a bit perfectionist, you know, mm. it's going to happen like this and you project into your future, you know, it's going to be like this and like this and I'm going to mm. do this and I'm going to do that. And then if you think of the things that might not happen around mm. those micromanaging events mm. that you have created within your mind, then you start feeling anxious. Mm. It's like we want to have total control. It's about control, mm. right? And that's why we want. We, that's why we're overthinking. We want to have control of every single second of that future event. Mm. <clears throat> Whereas in reality, that is <clears throat> an impossible task. Mm, right. It's impossible to have control over everything. Mm. So asking questions, you know, for ourselves and for, and for the others, it's like, well, what do you really think mm. is is you know what do you think it would really happen? You know. Um, it's, mm. it's an important question like um, a personal um, experience that I had mm. and I would like to share mm. is that I, I used to be a bit like that I'm a planner mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to do a lot of planning mm. uh, for spiritual programs okay mm. um, but in my daily life I plan I, mm. I um, now I learn how to do it in a more moderate way mm. that I can also be spontaneous with other things but yeah, I guess with a busy environment, you know, a busy life, you kind of mm -hmm. plan. And um, because I like to be prepared, that's why I plan, mm -hmm. right? But there was a point in my life that I saw that I was over planning, mm -hmm. overthinking, over planning. And then I had this aha moment because I saw that when I over planned and then that if event happened, it never went into the way or the in accordance with what mm. I had projected. Mm. And the thing is that I realized that 
if that was the case, and if things didn't go, you know, mm-hmm. to the plan, I would feel disencouraged or um, disappointed mm-hmm. or... And then I realized, well, it's really silly because it's all about attitude. Mm. It's about my attitude. So I decided that instead of over-planning, it's good to have a little bit of a structure, for sure. But I decided to be more open. More open to just accept whatever it has to happen because we don't have control mm. of situations. Why, why we don't have control of situations because situations involve other people and we all come with our own luggage we all come with our own projections and mm-hmm. ideas and aims and aspirations so it's, it's, a, it's a dependency situations manifest in dependence on the dynamics that happen between people mm. so the more I realized that the more I was more open to just I have a little overstructure, but I was willing to just be open to just accept. And not only just accept, but like appreciate. So first accept and appreciate whatever, whatever mm. might come. Mm. And then help me to see that if I had that approach, then I wouldn't be disappointed because I didn't have any high expectations. Mm. Mm. I think anxiety has a lot to do with having really high expectations or fearful expectations Mm. so then asking those questions of someone or indeed asking it of yourself it helps you to build an awareness of what you're doing with your mind yeah and also to build a more realistic worldview in a way yeah yeah okay and accept i think acceptance is a huge thing Mm. instead of with anxiety what we do is like we we micromanage we micro plan um we become very tight, our minds become very closed, is even asphyxiating. Mm. We kind of like, we asphyxiate ourselves to the extent that what happens with anxiety is that you can't breathe. Mm. You cre- you It's a mind <laughs> process. Every single one of us, we created the causes and conditions for that anxiety to be triggered and to... Um, manifest in a way that it overwhelms us Mm. so if you have a little bit more of insight about how the mind works that that's what we are talking about now then you might choose changing your attitude Mm -hmm. towards your future towards others and towards yourself and you might want to maybe be a bit open to the idea that as much as you might plan whatever plan that you did it might not happen that way Mm. of course it's good to have structure but just remember that you might be wasting your time Mm. because whatever you might be thinking in some aspect of that planning it might happen but not exactly have you thought of Mm. what you're expecting Mm. so if you're more open then you'll be more relaxed Mm. and whatever comes you'll be happy because you didn't have that expectation it just comes Mm, right and I think that perfectly answers the question that many people had is how that we can feel anxious about future events when we can't control them yeah maybe it's as simple not easy to do but simple as being more open and accepting however things turn out yeah and and Mm. and really remembering really remembering that We, we don't have control. Mm. We want to, mm. but we don't. You know, it's like we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we don't even have control. At, you know, at, at least, I mean, it depends. It depends on the individual. Some people have more control of their emotions. Some people don't have much control at all. At all. Um, but the idea is, to remember that when it comes to dynamics with others those are the ones or we, even with the environment right mm. those are the ones we don't we don't have control mm. yeah i like that a lot because it's giving us not just an understanding of anxiety but actually an understanding of the way that our mind works and also the way that the world works in a more yeah. realistic way yeah so in that way do you think anxiety could actually lead us to a more realistic worldview and have other more beneficial things come out of that self-awareness of anxiety so in a way that anxiety could be quite a teacher for us yeah absolutely so Mm. 
because if we if we start um you know with these processes of self awareness mm-hmm. right um it's it's that process of self awareness is healing in itself right and not only for you like for you to do your own work but it also gives you a more open view or um awareness of the experiences that others are having so anxiety could be an insight of mm. or or an insight into compassion mm. Right, so if someone, if you see that someone is having anxiety, you can empathize with them because you you understand that mm. experience, and then you might feel compassion, right? So, so anxiety, yeah, it could be. It's up to every any sorry, it's up to the individual, right? Mm. So anxiety could be your worst enemy, mm. if you don't if you don't try to prevent it, mm. or if you don't try to, um um control it yeah it could be your worst enemy or it could be your best enemy mm. because it's it's giving you the awareness to know yourself and then to have the compassion for others mm. or, you know and then you can empathize and practice kindness mm. and and all the things you know all these really good qualities that makes us that mm. brings inner happiness into mm. our lives mm. So then we can transform that in a way. Yeah, it, mm. we can transform because it's interesting. Now that we're talking about transformation, it's interesting. This is a very, uh, um, yeah, I would say a very um, emphasized practice within Tibetan Buddhism, mm. right? It's mind transformation or, 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 or lojong, yeah, in Tibetan. So with anxiety, what happens is that we maybe to use an analogy i mean i don't know um you know the, um our listeners um cu- culture or um backgrounds but um we we were all probably afraid of something when we were little maybe we were afraid that there was a monster under our bed or there was like a monster in our in our um mm-hmm. um how do you say wardrobe, draw, wardrobe yeah. or or there was a cookie monster mm. eating our cookies or whatever it was i mean <laughs> Yeah, we, we had we had some sort of um fear about what? About a fantasy. Mm. And we believed that that fantasy was true and mm. that's why we had a lot of fear. Mm. And that's why it made us anxious and that's why we couldn't go to sleep with with I don't know, with you know, on on our own or or if we were totally dark da- yeah, mm. it was totally dark, yeah. As adults it's exactly the same. Mm we create fantasies we create our own little monsters mm. we we create ghosts mm. you know that come and haunt us mm. we create those realities within our minds and we create them and we believe them mm. and that's why it affects that that's why these fantasized stories into the future based mm. on fear you know they 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 daunt us and they haunt us mm. What a great insight. Mm. It's just a fantasy, really. Yeah. And then this is difficult for some people to maybe to to <laughs> listen or to accept. But if, if 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 you guys think about it, if you really think about it, it's true. Mm. We project into a future. Even that projection is a total fantasy. And not only is a projection, but is a negative mm. projection. And so we create these, these fantasies and yeah. things like this. And so... That can be the cause of our suffering, but yeah. what if in certain situations there isn't a specific reason that we can see? How do we get mm. to the underlying cause of the anxiety? Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes we can think that we're anxious about a particular reason, but if we scratch the surface a little deeper, we can see that there's something else yeah. that's that we're a, not aware of. That's a really good question, Jen, because sometimes it's very obvious what, what it is that we're anxious mm. about. But some people, they're just generally anxious, mm. right? So I would say that there is a, yeah, a more conditioning factor there involved. Mm. So what do I mean is that probably, if that's your case for any of our listeners, is maybe now we're tapping a little bit into trauma. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're tapping more into childhood, a little bit traumatic experiences or... Um, 
maybe not in the extent of like um, extreme trauma, but it could be something even more mild than that. Maybe mm. there was a bit of um, lack of self-confidence. Mm. Maybe there was a, a, a lack of self-acceptance or a lack of acceptance from others. Maybe um, there was some rejection within the family or neglect. Or maybe there was over, um, you know, when, when mothers particularly, they um, over-control the children. Whatever that is. If that is your case, if you are someone that you have anxiety all the time, all the time, and you don't know why, this is a good time maybe for you to see if you're willing to do more inner work, mm. okay? And, I mean, some people can do this inner work on their own. And that's what in Tibetan Buddhism we... Um, yeah, we encourage rather mm-hmm. than paying th- paying thousands of dollars to you know for a, mm-hmm. yeah for a psychologist, but you can become your own therapist. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Well, you as we talked about before, you might want to go to your safe place. You might you might want to even visualize that peaceful place. You might you might want to take yourself there. And in there, in that place of self-inquiry and kindness, you might want to start asking questions. Mm. Like, why? Mm. And, okay, but is that story true or is it just another fantasy that I mm. created really related to that experience? Mm. Or is this something, okay, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the root here Am I willing to let it go? Am mm. I willing to just accept it as part of my life experience and let it go? Mm. So there's a few questions that you know each individual can ask within that safe environment, and then you will really start going into the very, very deep healing. Mm. Great. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is fascinating, and it shows how what a mm. complex issue it is, and yeah. how it can really lead to an understanding and a exploration of the mind which is wonderful yeah and do you think that there's a reason you know i mean we talk a lot or we hear a lot of talk lately about pandemics but Mm. it's almost that there's an anxiety pandemic Mm. at the moment and Mm. do you think there's a reason that anxiety seems to be more prevalent in modern Mm. times yeah well i would say that the real the real pandemic is not covid or whatever but the real pandemic is anxiety Mm. Um, that's the pandemic, right. really. Um, and I think that why anxiety is being an experience that it's becoming more and more common mm. is because we don't have the enough education how to deal with it. Mm. These lockdowns and pandemics were not part of our experience before, right? Mm. I mean, we were free, you know, to just go whatever we wanted, to do whatever we wanted, to, you know, mm. to visit our friends whenever we wanted. Mm. When when your external environment starts being compromised, mm. and you have to tr- retrieve mm. and retreat within yourself, then is when you start having insights about your mind, mm. because you're having a dis- you know a direct experience of your mind. Mm. Before you were distracted by all these external things, mm. but when you have when you actually, when the government <laughs> is pushing you to retrieve and you look and mm. you go, oh my goodness, you know, you mm. realize that your mind is a, like going into a bad neighborhood. Mm. But it's not, it's not that, um, it's not that now it's kind of worse. It's just probably it was always there, but mm. people didn't have the opportunity to look inside mm. and realize really what's going on. Mm. I think that's one aspect. But of course, I think that because the actual pandemic is putting so much pressure on people, you know, financially and socially, mm. that's also mm. a triggering factor for mm-hmm. anxiety. But mm-hmm. I think it's... So yes, of course, it's been increased because of the circumstances. But I think that is also um, a new discovery for people because they've been pushed mm. to look. Mm. And that seems to me a very positive way of looking at it, in mm. fact, because mm. it's not that we've, we've become worse, it's just that we're starting to see what's, what's going on. Yes, what's, yeah. what, and we're starting to see that we need to heal. Right. 
right that we need to heal our hearts and that's why you know here at the center we're having more people mm. coming and our online courses more people coming mm. is because people have been given not that they want mm. it but <laughs> they have been given a mirror to look inwards mm. and, and they're great. not liking what they're seeing mm. great and then it's great that we have these tools in fact to to work with that yeah because i think that often happens People feel anxiety, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And also, I think in our society, there's can be quite a stigma around yeah. anxiety. It yeah. could be considered, you know, a fault or a weakness yeah. if you feel anxiety. Yeah. So then people either cover it up or they don't even acknowledge it to themselves. Yeah. And do you think that there could be a way that we could destigmatize anxiety? Well, we talked a little bit about it before when we were talking about how to support others. Mm. You know, it's just just creating a common mm. understanding that this is another human experience. Mm. This is just another human experience. It doesn't make you more faulty or weaker or vulnerable. It's just it's just another human experience, mm. like any other ones. Mm. Even like kindness, it's mm. just a human experience. But it's just the difference is that some emotions have pleasurable results and, and have emotions have unpleasurable and 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 undesirable undesirable results <laughs> so anxiety when it's not yeah um managed properly yeah have that outcome but um i think acceptance again i would go back to acceptance if we just mm. accept mm. our loved ones and ourselves with whatever conditioning we have mm. it's uh it's quite liberating. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This Good. has been really insightful and I think very practical for me also, many practical tools. And it's been wonderful to have this discussion and I'm sure our listeners too. And even just having these discussions, I think they help with the destigmatization of anxiety and bringing it up into the open and yeah. shining light where there wasn't light before yeah, right? nice. so, <laughs> so good. thank you so much my yeah. pleasure my pleasure i really hope that it's been beneficial and if people have questions they can contact us and mm, absolutely they, they can come and visit us yeah you, that's you, right you can, we yeah. have um many retreats coming up so make sure that you check our website if you look up mahamudra.org.nz you'll see the retreats that we have coming up and if you make it for this September, we have a specific retreat on calmness and contentment and healing anxiety in particular. Uh, so hopefully we'll see you there for that retreat or for some of our online events. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next podcast.